been corrected on something. And uh, so, so as we look at that, uh, I think about the question, why? Why? Now, we get asked why a lot, don't we? Not only do we get asked why, we sometimes are the one asking why. If you have toddlers, little ones, you get asked why a lot. And they just, why? But why? 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 And then it sort of tapers off for a little bit until they turn 13. And then it starts all over again. Why? Uh, But with a little bit of sarcasm that gets worked in there as well. Uh, And so uh, there's that why. And why is not a bad question. Why is not a bad question. But as we look at that question and asking the question why, it helps us establish what we're trying to do. When it comes to ministry, why? Why do we serve the Lord? That question, it helps establish a mission. And sometimes, if we're not real honest with ourselves, we can say we are doing something for God's glory, and we're not really doing it for God's glory. Sometimes we're just doing it for us. Sometimes we're doing it for acclamation. Sometimes we're doing it for recognition. Sometimes we're doing it because we just get personal satisfaction. We enjoy the, the things that we do. And so, uh, so why helps us figure out really where we're at. And I think it's important for us in our own life to be honest with ourselves. If we can't learn to be honest with ourselves, we really won't be able to grow. And so uh, there, there, there is uh, some good that comes uh, from the, the question why. And why is something we need to know so we stay on mission. And tonight I want to uh, talk about the why of service. The why of of service. Brother Josh and I were uh, just talking just a little bit ago, uh, and he was mentioning the amount of labor that has already gone in to Vacation Bible School, and the labor that has gone in. People are tired, and we haven't even started yet. But you look at the Spirit, and people are happy. There's a joy uh, that's there. But why do we serve. Why serve? And that's the title of the message tonight, the why of service. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Uh, Lord, grow us tonight. Uh, Help us as we endeavor to uh, make sure that we are doing things for the right reasons and uh, that we truly do want to serve you and that our service uh, would bring you glory. And so I pray that you'd help us tonight. Uh, meet needs of each person. Give strength uh, to the weary and give energy and uh, give that uh, sustaining power that only you can give. And so I pray that you'd bless now and this time for Christ's sake. Amen. So why serve? Uh, why is it that we serve the Lord? Number one, uh, we do not serve to gain position. 
We do not serve, in our service for the Lord, we do not serve to gain uh, position. That should never be a motive for our service, is that we are trying to gain something for ourselves, to gain position. Uh, You think about this passage that we just read. Uh, Can you imagine uh, James and John? Uh, They were the sons of Zebedee. Uh, They were called the sons of thunder. So when you think about the sons of thunder, Zebedee must have been somebody with quite a personality. I'm guessing that Zebedee, uh, when you uh, met Zebedee, uh, you would just get somewhere close to him. And I could just envision this man, a big big man with a booming personality and a booming voice. Uh, And when he spoke, everybody, just like E.F. Hutton, everybody listened. Uh, How many of you remember E.F. Hutton? All right, there's just a a few of the older uh, people. But uh, anyway, uh, when he would speak, I can just imagine that was uh, Zebedee. And now you have these sons of thunder. So I'm guessing they've taken on some personality traits of dad. Uh, But now they're with the Lord and mom's with them. And mom says, Jesus, I want my two boys when they get to heaven to have the two predominant seats, one on one side of you and the other on the other side. I wonder how they felt. I'm, I'm guessing these sons of thunder were a little bit embarrassed, like, Mom, quit. Mom, shh, shh, shh. Mom, don't say anything. Shh. Has anybody else been there? Embarrassed by mom? All right. And so that's sort of what I'm envisioning has happened here. Uh, and here they were, uh, mom was wanting for them to have an elevated position. We don't serve the Lord for an elevated position. That should not be a motive. I'm not saying James and John that that was their spirit. Uh, mom was just wanting them. She was just wanting the best for her boys. Uh, but, but we need to make sure that we are not serving the Lord just so we can get some kind of an elevated position. Uh, it is not about position uh, in serving the Lord. And we, we see that uh, in our Savior. Uh, but mama here, she wanted uh, them to have that, that place. Uh, it, our service for the Lord is not about uh, position. It's not about power. It's not about recognition. And it's not about reward. Though God is good and God is gracious and he is a loving heavenly father and he does bless us for obedience. God blesses obedience. And so we get to enjoy those blessings, but that shouldn't be the motivator for our service. So we serve, number one, uh, not to, to gain position. Number two, we serve out of a calling. We serve out of a calling. In Mark chapter one, if you can go there, uh, Mark chapter one, and I want to read several verses Mark chapter number one, and verse number 14, we'll read down through verse 20. Mark 1, 14 to 20. The Bible says, now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came uh, into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Now as he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon 
uh, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little further thence, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the ship, mending their nets. And straightway he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the ship and, and there with the hired servants and went after him. There, uh, there were apostles called uh, and later com- uh, there were apostles here. These apostles were called later than they were commissioned in their, their service. Uh, the Lord, uh, he, he saw them, he called them. And, and with that, uh, we see that uh, their, their service for the Lord was just a result of that calling. Uh, but you and I, we have not been called to be apostles, but we have been called to be saints. Uh, Romans teaches us that, uh, called to be saints. And, uh, and with that, when we got saved, we did not get saved to sit. We got saved to serve. Uh, take your Bible, go to Revelation uh, chapter uh, 11. Uh, Revelation 11. Revelation 4.11, there we go. Uh, I knew I had it backwards in my head there. Revelation 4.11. Bible says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. You and I, we were created uh, for God's good pleasure. We were created to serve God. We were created to honor God. We're not saved. Uh, we're, we weren't saved and we don't serve uh, because we are going to receive uh, anything from him. Uh, we serve uh, just out of a calling. Uh, God has allowed us to serve. Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Uh, the Bible says, go ye therefore. Uh, who is he talking to? He is talking to the apostles. He is talking to the church. He is talking to all of the believers, uh, and we are, we are to go. He said, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, uh, teaching, uh, uh, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. He says, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Uh, what do we see? We just see that uh, we, we are uh, called to serve the Lord, uh, and that serves Service for the Lord, it is going to engage the gospel in the world around us. Uh, it is going to have us uh, do something uh, to, ex- uh, to extend the kingdom. Uh, Mark 16, 15, uh, the Bible says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. To every creature. So we need to make sure that we're serving the Lord. Uh, we don't serve the Lord. Uh, to uh, gain position, uh, we serve out of a calling. The Lord has called all of us to serve him. Every one of us. It's, it's not just the pastor that has been called. Uh, every believer has been called to serve. Uh, he has given us a commission uh, to serve. He has given us opportunities to serve. He has given us the health, the strength, the opportunities to be able to serve uh, him. Uh, and so uh, we serve him out of a calling. Thirdly, we serve out of his example. 
You know, a Christian isn't just someone that's saved. You know, when I first got saved, I thought, well, now that I'm saved, I'm a Christian. And there are a lot of people that, that think, well, I'm a Christian because I'm saved. But the word Christian does not mean saved. The word Christian means Christ-like. The word Christian was, was not a name that uh, believers gave to themselves. The word Christian was a tag that was given to the believers by the world. The world, the uh, Bible says that they were first called Christians in Antioch. It was that these believers uh, were living in such a way that they reminded uh, them of Christ who had been crucified. So this term Christian was not a badge of honor to wear. It was a negative casting uh, of the world. Oh, you're like Christ. You're a Christian. You are Christ-like. You're like him. Uh, and, and so there was that negative connotation. Now, when we think about a Christian, uh, man, somebody thinks we're a Christian. That's a great thing. And the world should look at us, and our life should remind them of who Christ is. It should, it should re, we should live in such a way that we would be Christ-like. Uh, so, so Christian is a, is a wonderful uh, term, uh, but, but that term should be one that, uh, that is not just self-proclaimed. Others should look at us and say, that person is like Christ. They are a follower of Christ. Uh, they, are, uh, they, they live like Christ lived. They, had, they were following uh, his example. So let's go back to Matthew chapter number 20. Matthew chapter 20 and verse number 25. Matthew chapter 20 and verse number 25. We'll read down to verse 28. But Jesus called them unto him and said, Ye know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and that they, are, uh, they that are great exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus is our example. If you're saved tonight, uh, Christ is the example. Uh, his life is the gold standard. Uh, it's not some person. It's not some other individual. We might have heroes in our faith. There might be people that we look up to that they have lived in such a way that uh, we, we have admiration of them. But those individuals, they are, they are not the one that we mimic our life after. If we are following a man, if we are following a lady, uh, if we have our, our sight set on a human, and those are the individuals that we are following, uh, what happens when they fail? Just this morning, someone shared with me uh, how there was somebody that uh, they were close to, and, and how, uh, and this is just this week, somebody uh, turned out not to be real, and it, and it, it has shattered their belief. You know, that happens over and over and over again. We've got to keep our eyes on Christ. He's the one 
Uh, he will never fail us. He is, he is the one that we're following. If we're following a church, we're following a man, we're following some individual, uh, those, those individuals, they're fallible. And we've got to keep our eyes on the Savior. He was our example. Uh, it said, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus did not come to be served. He came to serve. And the word minister is literally serve. And so here, Jesus uh, came. If anybody deserved to be served... It was Christ. So as our perfect example, he served to show us how to serve. He said, if any are great among you, let them be your servant. So if you do uh, gain any prestige, if you do gain any recognition, if there is uh, a position, uh, our service for the Lord, it may result in someone being given a position of leadership. And that is not a bad thing. Uh, but if that is the case, it does not remove us from the necessity of being a servant. Servant uh, leadership is what it should be. Uh, you have a position to serve, uh, to uh, lead. You definitely need to make sure that you have a heart to serve and a action, a life uh, that is serving. And Jesus was our example. Jesus' service was not his dying for us. These are two separate items. Look again at this verse, uh, verse 28. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. What's that next word? And. His service wasn't his giving his life. He served his whole life. Jesus ministered. Jesus was looking for ways to help people. Jesus was living, serving those that were around him. Uh, Jesus was, was using the life that he had. Uh, and it wasn't just about him going to the cross, though he set his face like a flint. And though that was that end game, that was where he was going, that was his focus. But along the way, he was not going to just only go to the cross. He was serving. Uh, he came to minister and to give his life. So that ministry, it was that example for us. He came to serve. He came to meet the needs of others. Now, why should we serve? Because Jesus served. Because Jesus served. And because he served, he was that perfect example. So then I need to make sure that I'm serving. Those, those that have been serving this week and, uh, and, and investing, uh, the people that enjoy Vacation Bible School the most are the ones that work it. That's just, uh, that's a reality. They're engaged in it. They're, they have invested in it. And I'm not, I'm not, that's not a cast on anybody that has not uh, worked for VBS. Uh, you're a part of the church. You uh, support the work of God. Uh, you still have an investment. Uh, but what I'm saying is, uh, when we serve, uh, there, is, there is something about our service that keeps us focused. 
Savannah. We were just talking about that a little while ago. Uh, she had mentioned some of the other churches that she uh, was in, and they did not have, uh, they said, she said they had BBS, but it was sort of an afterthought. And it, it wasn't big. And she said, I'm just so glad that it's a focus. And we were talking about just the joy uh, of the people uh, as they're laboring and serving. And that's, that's important. It is important. So we need to have those places uh, to serve. But the Lord did. Uh, he served. He met the needs of others. He, he did go to the cross, and I'm thankful that he did. But that wasn't all that he did. He served the sick, and he served the possessed. He served the afflicted. He served the poor. He served the high and lifted up. He, he served the, uh, the lowly. Uh, and, and Christ was that perfect example for us. And so we just need to be a servant. Why? Why should we serve? Why? Because Christ served. Because he served. Because he has, he has saved us. We were created to bring glory to him, pleasure to him. And if that's why it was created, then that's why, where I'm going to find fulfillment. You know, the world promises fulfillment, but their promises are always counterfeit. They're always empty. It's amazing how many people give their life to chase the buck. Now, we all have to have a dollar to live. It's part of our existence but it shouldn't be why we live. We, we go to work to meet a need so we can serve the Lord, so we can live, so we can live the life that God has given to us. You can meet the needs of your family. You can serve the Savior. Uh, it's, it's just, it's not the focus of life. The people that give their life to their job end up empty. Years ago, before we moved here, we had a, a contractor that lived behind our house, and he had owned 20 acres. Uh, it was all wooded behind our house, and uh, he had over uh, like 80 acres of that entire area, and he he bought, he was a contractor, and he bought the property, and then he was building houses. Uh, he is the one that built the house that my parents lived in uh, and uh, later found that out. And he had uh, selling these, these parcels off, and uh, he was up in age. And I would go over and check on him and uh, his wife and uh, just see how they were doing. And I'd sit down in his living room, and he was in his 80s, and he was lonely. Kids were all grown, grandkids, great-grandkids, but nobody came to see him. And this couple, they, didn't, they had family, but they were completely alone. And he told me one day, he said, he said, I thought I was giving my kids everything. And I did but I did not give them me. 
And he said there wasn't a relationship with his kids because he was always gone working. Parents, be careful. Be careful. We can get caught up in this area of work where it consumes us. We end up missing out. You know, our, the life that God has given us, there are so many blessings. And our service for the Lord, it's a blessing to serve. But we've got to make sure that we're serving. Why serve? Why serve? Uh, we serve uh, not because of uh, to gain position. We serve uh, out of a calling. Uh, we serve out of example of what the Savior has done. So we serve to be Christ-like. We serve to be a Christian. And lastly, we serve to expand the kingdom. We serve to expand the kingdom. You know, one day all of this is going to be over. And the only thing that's going to matter is what we do for eternity. If we did nothing for the Savior and we had millions in the bank account and we die, we have nothing to give the Lord. You know, we only have right now. We only have right now. That's it. And we're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised that we are going to be 169 like Brother Ledwick. We're not promised that we are going to have that, that length of life. Brother, Brother uh, 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 Dick, what's his last name? Reese, Brother Dick Reese. He's 93 uh, 94, and comes into church. Sometimes he's got his oxygen with him. Sometimes he doesn't. Just depends on whether he's going to be ornery that day or not. And uh, uh, whether he wants to fight with his daughter over whether he's carrying it around. Uh, and so uh, it's just, it's a blessing to be able to see him come to church. Uh, and with that, we, we, don't, we don't know that we'll have that. We don't know that we'll have tomorrow. But we do know that we have today. So we serve to expand the kingdom. Matthew 9, 35, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Uh, Matthew 10, 7, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of, his, at heaven, of heaven is at hand. So the Lord, he went and he preached the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then he says, as ye go... Uh, uh, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In Matthew 6, 10, he said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in heaven uh, so in, or in earth as it is in heaven. Uh, so we just see that the kingdom of God is what is important. And all of this one day is going to be gone. So let's serve the Savior Let's serve out, a heart, out of a heart of love, out of, out of a heart of gratitude, and let's make sure that we are telling as many people about the Lord as we can. You know what will happen? We'll get to enjoy seeing God work. 
We all want God to work in our life. We want that. But not everybody will see the Lord's working in their life. But as we labor, as we serve, we get to partner with God in our service. You know what? This week, we're partnering with the Lord in Vacation Bible School. Whether you're a worker or not, let's all partner together in prayer uh, that the Lord is going to bless. Uh, your schedule might not allow, your work schedule, your, uh, your health. Uh, there, there are reasons why everybody can't do everything, uh, but, but let's all partner together in prayer, asking the Lord to work. And let's, let's do what we can to serve the Savior. Only one life, so soon it will pass. Only what's done for, for Christ will last. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Uh, bless our people. Uh, thank you for them and for their faithfulness. I pray that you would just meet the needs that they have and help all of us, uh, Lord, just to endeavor to serve you. Uh, may you use us this week in a very special way. Now, Lord, if there's one here tonight that does not know you as their personal Savior, I pray that you'd work in their life and draw them to yourself. Uh, Lord, maybe we have uh, stopped our service. Maybe we have, uh, we have wandered in this area of service and uh, we're not engaged and involved in it. I pray that you'd help us uh, to serve you uh, the way you would want us to. And so lead us, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together. We'll have a short invitation as the instruments play. Lord spoke to your heart. Uh, you come and uh, just uh, allow the Lord.